Welcome back to Mindwave. This is Jenner, and today, well, this evening, we are continuing our Human Nature series, and I feel incredibly overjoyed and honored to have that Laura Ingram, that other Laura Ingram, here with me <laughs> to have a little conversation. Not the one from Fox, the other one. So, Laura, welcome to Mindwave, and thank you so much for spending some time with me this evening. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here talking with you. It's a pleasure. I have no idea where we're going to go. <laughs> I'm, I have a couple little uh, flags planted in, a, in the valley down there where I'm like, okay, that would be good to touch on. <laughs> that would be good to touch on. But why don't we just Take a minute at the top for you to unpack your superhero origin story, because that's very much what it is. Who are you and uh, where did you come from? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that's that's a long story. Um, well, basically, I grew up as one of Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I consider myself a cult survivor. Um, I also um, am transgender. So that was a very interesting early part of my life, um, growing up in a fundamentalist religion where I had to deal with you know, the standards of that religion, which were very, very, very conservative and traditionalist. Um, and then also coming to terms with myself as a transgender woman. Um, not the easiest thing to do. Um, I'm not sure where I should go from there. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that um, you had reached out um, about, you know, just to, about this, because we're your friends with Jesse from Resurgent Us. You guys grew up together crazy. Uh, and you're mentioned in Uncle Fred's Gratitudes uh, at the end of every one of his episodes. So I've known of you for a while, but I didn't know anything about you. And I'm, I'm so glad to... Uh, have cracked the cover of the book on this one because I've only seen like the first page or two and I'm like oh my god I'm in love the story is amazing uh, I listened to you read the first chapter of your book you sent me the link there to the YouTube video and I was just blown away I was like this is some of the most powerful writing that I've ever heard and I have not gotten to the preface yet I have that queued up next so <laughs> whenever we were about that I'm, I'm already like I'm in we're binging it uh, it's gonna be amazing so so yeah when I had, when you had when I had contacted you I just wanted to say like I'm really glad that you did what you did for Fred and that you know you were helping <laughs> Um, push Jesse along into, you know, helping get him started with this whole uh, resurgent us thing, because I think that it's an amazing thing that you guys are doing, and I, I think that you just have this amazing 
love for people and like this wanting to, you know, to bring valid voices to the table. And I just really respected that. But I didn't think that you had ever even heard of me. I knew we were friends on Facebook, but I figured that was just through the group. So, um, so that I didn't even know that until you just said it. Um, yes, that's interesting. Mm, yes, I I have ooh, bouncing back a little bit on the on the Zencaster there. I'll take it out in post. It's good. Uh, I have I have a million people in my orbit now, which is which is uh, <clears throat> it's it, it's interesting. <laughs> I, it's it's very hard for me to keep track um, and just finding the time in the day even to listen to the shows of the people I love most like I still have not heard unacceptably large chunks of <laughs> Uncle Fred's show um, just because I don't have there's not enough time in the day I'm like oh yeah I, 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 there's way too many balls I, it's <laughs> I'm getting better I'm getting better at it It's even though I do this full time it's still like an overwhelming amount of because it's like there are so many voices and all all I want to do is amplify you know amplify the best voices yeah there's there's so many there are so many you're right confidence I'll use I'll use a writer's word (laughs) Um, but you know people people stand out from from the crowd people scream at you from across the universe like a supernova and you are absolutely (laughs) one of those people and i would really like you to like no just come to the neighborhood you are this is our thing now you're a part of it welcome (laughs) (laughs) well thank you Uh, oh my god no thank you that's really awesome (laughs) thank you i wasn't expecting that um, I just wanted to be like, yes, you. this is really cool what you're doing and, and show my appreciation. So thank you. I mean, I'm really glad that you actually checked it out. Um, and like, I'm going to just, I'm going to keep on with it I, um, as I keep on going. Like I have a lot of my book already read. And so like every third podcast I'm doing, I'm doing a, a reading of that. But in between, I'm like, Kind of just going over things that kind of affect me kind of things that are going on in the world and that i deal with as a mom because i have two kids and um so i'm just kind of just kind of like you just kind of tackling things as they come um but then on top of it telling that story that i'm you know growing up as one of jehovah's witnesses so it's very much it feels a lot of time like, you know, we're just whipping around an orbit at, you know, whatever, 10, 15,000 miles an hour around the planet. And every once in a while, our, our orbits sync up, right. especially during the apocalypse. Uh, so th- these, these are moments to cherish when, when they sync up. <laughs> not apocalypse. Hmm. We hope not. It's not the apocalypse. At least we hope not. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely tongue in cheek. <laughs> that's that's how everybody's acting, you know. Right. The, world, the world is tearing itself apart. Um, you know, the country's tearing itself apart worse than I think probably in many many decades. You know, since it's been this oh, bad, yeah. like the American people just being so divided and so 
even like people who are on the same side or supposed to be on the same side are now at each other's throats. The Yang Gang is the perfect example of this because they just turned into without you know without the leader, uh, they turn into a pack of you know wild bulls and they're just tearing each other apart now and I'm like what the hell guys did you it wasn't about him it was about humanity first well even the group yeah even the group where I met you I think that was resurgent us like even Mm -hmm. that was touch and go for a while like everybody's it's really tough I had to insist I had to insist because Fred was being bullied in there and I was like oh fuck no not in resurgent us like i know jesse's not um you know he's not mean enough so i was like uh, it's very nicely private message private message him i'm like jesse no you need to let me go in there and be mean (laughs) and put smack down on that because that's not okay i was like the bulldog for a little while in there because like i just saw it coming and jesse's like you know what you what you told me was gonna happen it happened because i walked away i'm just like okay <laughs> he's like you, you, what you said was gonna happen it happened exactly the way you said it was gonna happen. I'm like yeah so um that stinks that no. stinks I was well, I was hoping you know, to be wrong on that <laughs> we need strong leadership in there for sure and I'm I'm kind of demanding it because you know by proxy because resurgent us sprung from mind waves loins you know in a way from our own humanity first series um giving giving that series to jesse um taking it over because it's one of the most special projects i've ever been a part of which did include you know um talking to people who were you know running for congress and in positions of power but it was largely just about talking to everyday normal people and just yeah. people get to know them and it changed my fucking life forever you know the voices series changed my life forever you know like um and now several of those people are in here too um Jureen and, and Lena are the ones that jump out at me and Jesse of course um was a big part of the voices series as well that's kind of like what inspired him to jump in this crazy bathtub uh, yeah. with me and then splash around <laughs> this cosmic bathtub um no it's it's phenomenal and it's it just just the human thing it's really and this is why i frame it as radical humanism i, I actually changed my publicly listed religion um from you know like secular <laughs> it was just like i'm secular i don't i'm not mm. Uh, but now I, I am I am openly like a radical humanist uh, because like that I think I'm, I'm convinced I'm convinced that's the answer is just yeah. getting back to the real basic human stuff. I think so too. Like since leaving since leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses, it's been about ten years, and I've jumped around from thing to thing. When I first started thinking about leaving, I looked at Buddhism and I looked at a lot of different religions. Like I did a lot of different research because I mean. That was my world, you know? That was my world. And then, you know, I had to, in order to leave your world, like leave your universe, basically, you have to, you have to be sure. Like you, you really have to be sure that, that 
it is not like somebody's been lying to you the whole time. So like I looked into so many different things and eventually humanism is what what stuck out to me the most, atheism and humanism. And so, yeah, I I was really happy when when Yang Gang came um, when Andrew Yang came along because um, I think that we need more. I think we need more of that in our world. And, I mean, just the explosion that's happened of, of different voices within humanism has been amazing since you know, ran for president. This is what I'm convinced of. If if God exists at all, it's something that exists inside of us. You know, it's something internal. If you're if you're looking for many of the you know the answers to the greatest questions, it is kind of like looking within and within each other. And I, that does kind of sound Eastern-y, Buddhist-y. Um, but it is kind of really true, and that—that's really what solidified it for me was was looking inward at myself, you know, and then looking, um, connecting more deeply with with other people that got me to like get because I've lived my whole life as an atheist. I'm very yeah. biblically literate, mind you. Uh, that that was one of my jobs as an outspoken asshole atheist was to know the Bible very well, so that you know if some this <laughs> some bitch came and was just like, oh, you know, uh, you're you know you're an abomination and this and that, I could go well. Actually, if you read um, <laughs> First Timothy two twelve, <laughs> uh, you should sit the fuck down. Uh, you know that that kind of thing. So I it's, I am very biblically literate, but I've never been a believer. I I've never believed really in anything until I found this. And what I believe in now is you. It's me. It's the Lego Movie thing. I believe in us. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, right. that. I am a, I am a firm believer now, and I I believe in us. I think oh. that's the answer. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I really dig about your show is that it's just or you, everything that you're doing is just it seems like you're really into connecting people. And I like that. Um, and I think it's so important that we hear from so many different voices and just show that this is something that's worth fighting for and worth, you know, understanding each other. Um, because that's it at the end of the day it, there is no them it's just us and we're all human so um, I'm really happy to be on this call with you I'm really glad that you responded to my, my uh, message I'm so glad that, that you sent it because um, <laughs> I'm, I'm well aware painfully aware that 99.99999999% of listeners um, have never and will never reach out. So thank you for being, thank you for having the, the courage of being one of those people who did reach out because almost nobody does. Um, you know, uh, listener, uh, just saying, <laughs> reach out. Because <laughs> um, scary. It wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am a colorful figure. 
He might throw uh, you into a podcast, though. Uh, I totally, <laughs> I, I have to do it on air. And this is like, even my conversations with my dad now, I'm like, no, I just have to buy you a mic so that we can start recording uh, some of these conversations. Because it's like, this is the best thing in the world. You know, as far as I'm concerned, just capturing these moments um, for the ages. Yeah. Putting it in a time capsule. And then also, you know, ideas are the most powerful thing in the universe that we <laughs> know about as humans in, as, in terms of like Earth. It's the most powerful, you know, force on Earth is the power of ideas. Um, and I feel a certain responsibility, you know, largely I've, I've been saying since around the beginning that it just takes being louder it just all it takes is just being louder than the assholes um, who want to destroy you and tear you apart and dehumanize you and make you feel like you're wrong for existing you know there's a lot of the the dehumanization rhetoric and you know this gets into yeah you know like shame and regret and and things like that where it's just like oh i'm you know i feel bad for (laughs) what i did as opposed to like i feel bad for being who i am i like you know i'm totally wrong for existing and i i have to challenge that like (laughs) that's exactly how i feel like i just i go through and like for a while i mean I just kind of, you know, let things go. I mean, I definitely had my my YouTube channel and, you know, would tell my story, but like, I didn't really like confrontation. I, I really still don't like confrontation, but I mean, I would not confront people. And then at some point, like I just learned that I have to speak up and I have to you know, say something because so often people like people don't think to this to speak up for me because I'm transgender and but people forget that I'm transgender a lot of the time. So I, you know, if I don't speak up for me, then people forget and like, then I could be in, in trouble, I think, at some point. Um, so I, I have to keep on reminding people, which kind of sucks sometimes, but it is what it is. Well, you know, in, in that move, you also become a beacon for millions of other people to do the same thing, to to believe in themselves enough to go like, I, I can do this too. Or I can add my voice to the chorus. Um, it's a really beautiful, profound, profound thing to kind of, like, this is not a, a hobby <laughs> for me by any stretch of the imagination this is kind yeah. of just like a new way of life <laughs> in a kind of way and it's I, I think embracing it and codifying it almost in kind of like cosmic spiritual law and building an empire <laughs> which right. is really an adorable little neighborhood where we're all friends <laughs> and can all go down down the road to you know sit on Uncle Fred's front porch for a story or we can go borrow a cup of sugar from you know the neighbors down that way that's, uh, I don't know, it's really special. It's, no, it's very charming. And go see Mr. Rogers. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to line up, I'm trying to line up his next uh, few episodes here. He has another person coming or running uh, for Congress that he's going to try to get on. But I, I already have 
his next guest lined up <clears throat> who is who is going he's who's a part of the neighborhood from across the country he lives in um wasau i think wisconsin um oh. fascinating guy um no, i'm not even i'm not even going to spoil a second of his story because he's just I've, it's like a diamond in the rough thing i'm like this guy is like i i want to i want to find a way to say it without insulting jason silva but he has like the jason silva energy but he'll like just blow him away i think once we get this guy and i'm like yeah. he sees the world he sees the world like a child um he's, oh, he's cool. like the the wonder in a dandelion fluff and you know just like <laughs> rollerblading and you know building rope swings uh, uh and playing with his daughter it's just oh my god this guy is just uh, so in love with life and the universe and everything and so it has some really brilliant insights anyway we're getting well well off track but it's yeah just finding finding these people and it almost kind of insisting like no just get in here <laughs> just, <laughs> just you, you're a part of this now this is this is one big thing you're a part of it there's join us oh my god yes oh one of us oh gosh so i i at the top i was like well i i knew that there were a couple flags that i wanted to touch on um one was obviously your book which we will plug profusely at the end um and on a side note once fred gets the uh, starship we're going to have to horace it i i think uh, i think him and i doing that that project together would be really phenomenal if you would honor us with the opportunity to make that into a crazy audiobook listening experience <laughs> oh yeah i would love that that'd be so cool you did such a great job with with horace's final five i loved listening to that and like the other i know i'm not sure if you were involved with the last one he did about the government government when you read the, the huck finn story government yep yeah I- I produced uh, I, I produced the part with the N-words. That was me. <laughs> um, no, he did um, he did the he did the second half. I, I produced the uh, the first half with um, those beautiful music uh, selections that did fit like a goddamn glove. That was like finding a fucking you know beautiful the, the shell on the beach that was like, oh, this is beautiful. Uh, it's perfect. Exactly what needed to be there. So I, I picked the music pieces and then put them in there and arranged it. And then there were a few sound effect moments, sound effects moments of like Pap falling over the tub of salt pork uh, yeah. and that stuff to try to add some more, uh, di- you know, dynamics to the to the whole thing. Oh my god, that was a blast. Uh, but yeah, I did I did <clears throat> that one and then Time Jumper. Uh, I just did the raw version of Time jumper which is just the the tracks by themselves and switching channels and then fred went back in and at another layer he added music and then did another crazy transition oh my god this is why i'm like no i just need to get this guy on a on a 21st century starship because he's oh, i'm so glad you did. I'm so, yeah, i've i listened to it was one of the first podcasts i listened to when i entered resurgent us and i'm like oh my gosh like you are amazing like and i'm like here get this equipment and i gave him some suggestions on some stuff to get um and he's like oh i'm good right now and i I don't think he took me very seriously at first and um 
But then as as we got to know each other, you know, I've had lots of really good conversations with him on top of the fact that his podcast is just like, it is like his voice is just the most soothing thing that you could ever listen to. I, since I started listening to his podcast, I have not missed an episode because I, that's how it, it lowers my anxiety and it just, it's very soothing and it's just very potent as well. Like very timely with everything that's going on. So yeah, I, not enough praise for, for, I mean, for Fred, for, for the, for his podcast. Oh my God. Not, not enough in the world. I, this guy is like, I've, I've, I've been referring to this as like unleashing a titan. It really does feel like splitting a mountain open and like calling hence forth an ancient god to rule over the land. Because like this guy is a fucking titan. Yeah. Um, and we just yeah. need to, we just need to, we just need to do these as quick as possible. A lot of these were like really, really quick. Um, the time jumper one, I think that was like. Uh, from like him writing it to recording his part to sending it to me to like doing doing the radio effects and all that shit and splitting it up was like I think 24 36 hours we've been crunching them um and like trying to squeeze them into smaller and smaller um things to like challenge you know as an added uh-huh. uh, creative creative layer and added dimension to it um, but I just, I just cannot get enough of the guy's voice. Did you see the, uh, did you th- see the uh, introduction, the pieces that he did that I brought him in for, um, for Pride? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I saw that. Oh, I'm gonna have to. Oh boy. I yeah, will have I'll, to check that out. Yeah. I'll send you the YouTube but, videos yeah. for, uh, for we. I did. I produced Bisbee Pride this year by myself. Just saying. Oh um, wow. Because uh, they wanted to do it virtually and had no idea what they were doing, and they gave me <laughs> little four hours of footage um, the night before at like 10 p.m. and it was supposed to be like at 11 o'clock the next morning. Uh, so I pulled an entire event out of my ass. But I wanted to open up, you know, the thing was like very dark, and I'm like, I need a very dark voice, and I I can do that. I can certainly do that. But I was like, no, I really need Fred on this one. So he did the, um, he did the intro piece for that, very dark and spooky with video, um, and then uh, Danae Pride, the Navajo Nation reached out to me and was like hey would you like to do some stuff for us too and i was like yes <laughs> uh okay oh, that's yes. awesome. so cool. he read the intro his his danae pride is uh intro is really 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 fucking cool um because danae you know it, it means the people um so he had his whole radical humanist the people we are one with all of our brothers and sisters across the planet um you know, in times of darkness, uh, we shine together. Like, oh my God, it's fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful pieces. I'll have to show. Oh, so, see, we did a mind yeah. thing. We went well down a rabbit hole because we're just both. Fuck, not enough love in the universe for Uncle Fred, man. Oh, this no. guy's so cool. Yeah, he is. That was. I just I love his show. Love him to death. He's he's amazing. His show's gonna get a lot crazier. Oh my God. <sighs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Me too. To for where it's gonna go. 
because um, we're going to go back and I think reboot and remaster um, at least the other horror stories. I think they're all going to get that level of uh, the shit that we do with Horace's Final Five, which is the first time I've ever done that with anybody. And it was like, oh, next generation. This is what we're doing now. I'm fuck everything else. Well, that, we're doing this. That, I mean, I was so impressed. Um, just, I'm like, what? I, what is this Star, Star Trek episode that he's talking about? Because, like, I've seen some of the old series, and to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of the old series, but. I watched that, and I actually watched it with my kids, The City of on the Edge of Forever. And that series is also just, like, really impressive. I mean, or that, that episode is really imp- impressive. Um, because it just, you can see why it was so impactful for him. Anyways, I won't give it away, but, like, it was just... The, it... It echoes a lot in what we have to deal with right now and the difficult decisions that a lot of us have to make. And it's just one of those very human, you know, touching things, one of those things that resonates between between all of us, I think. And um, so, yeah, Fred is a very interesting person. Uh, he's like, it, it was... It was our two, uh, you know, it was my weird, uh, you know, uh, dog head from the Lego movie. It was that my dog had meeting his front porch that created the neighborhood, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you've seen the Lego movie, I, I assume. Yeah. You have kids. Oh, yes. Okay. So yes. the dog. Uh, it's the mind wave is the dog. <laughs> uh, and I know that this is a, it's actually the dog gets destroyed early. <laughs> I know it's a, a, a bad analogy. Uh, but yeah, it was it was the cabin, the cabin and the dog coming in, coming together, creating the neighborhood, man, uh, to where now we're going to we're going to ritually get together every Sunday. Um, we're going to have a live show, a brunchy time, you know, breakfasty brunchy Sunday thing, which is going to be live and literally anybody in the neighborhood can pop in <laughs> uh, just to say hi and hang out for a little bit. Oh, um, cool. And then I'm also going to be scheduling long form conversation, try to get one every single Sunday with somebody else in the neighborhood to to provide that as uh, a patreon exclusive that like so we'll do something mo- more like this um, that only people on patreon will get to hear and I and then of course going in and, and then just horsing the fuck out of it it's it, there's only a handful of people who know what we mean by horsing something mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, but Sunday brunch what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so much to do right now and that's oh I wasn't even expecting to do anything like this everybody's like once if when people hear this they're gonna be mad at me because I've told so many people already that I would guest on their show and then you just kind of like popped me in <laughs> so I mean just it's great I'm glad that we're talking but uh, mm. <laughs> um, yeah I definitely like dragged <laughs> you in here I was like no 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 we're, we're talking on Facebook I'm like no 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 fuck this messenger shit you know like just get in here come on come on Zangester come like let's actually talk <laughs> yeah I was, I'm glad you did but um 
so, but yeah, tomorrow I'm until the end of the term because I'm also going to college during all of this. Oh. I, yeah. What for? Um, computer science and electrical engineering. I love it. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's the other thing is I, I started that after leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses and then I had like some, some I had, you know, kids and everything and I had to deal with stuff. And so I put it on pause for a while. I just recently felt like I could go back, but I'm doing that full time, two kids and trying to set up to continue the podcast that after the term is over. Right now I'm just overwhelmed with stuff most of the time but i'm really glad that we were able to make this happen oh absolutely we didn't even get to the flags i have (laughs) i have have a couple flags here for parenting uh, as a possible thing to you know talk about being a parent or or faith what that's like these days uh if, if you have a personal faith or if it's more of a belief or we can get into that I would... or if you wanted to go hard or you know if you want to go deep deep we can talk about sexuality those were the, the three flags parenting faith and sexuality <laughs> let's yeah let's I don't know gosh that's such a difficult decision because I mean mm. sexuality is such a topic um Choose I mean, your could, own adventure. <laughs> we could talk about parenting. We could talk about parenting or, you know, parenting and faith because, you know, between leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses and having been raised in the cult, what I call the cult. Sorry. <laughs> Rightfully um, so. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean finding good things to to you know foundational things to to teach them um, about morality and ethics and you know just basically how to live um, it can be difficult sometimes because you have all these things that you were taught that and even like these old patterns that you have to break you know when it comes to like rituals and and basically just how you are with people like one of the things that i really have had to work on is just and i've just started talking about this without even like you're okay but (laughs) but, um sorry um but yeah i mean just being able to not be avoidant of people because that's one of the things as a Jehovah's Witness, you know, you're taught to avoid other people that aren't Jehovah's Witnesses. So when you come out, like the only people that you know and trust and understand are Jehovah's Witnesses, even if you really, you know, see the difference, like you still have like this mistrust that you've learned of like everything. So you have to kind of unlearn that and like teach yourself to be 
engaging with people where normally like you would just kind of, I don't know, you only engage with people if you're going to witness to them as a Jehovah's Witness a lot of the times. Yeah. It's where you're absolutely, you're absolutely justified in calling, calling it a cult. Cause that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, those, those outside of it, either they are to be brought into it or they are to be cast out, you know, to the yeah. wastelands, you know, it's just like, you are not, you know, um, it is that extreme with Jehovah's Witnesses, um, Right. In a handful of other denominations that are still floating around. I feel like that this is will probably sound quaint to the digital archaeologists of the future because I, I really feel like these types of belief systems um, are kind of on the way out the door as far as history is concerned. They're not going to survive the 21st century. I don't think they can. Um especially when, uh, when yeah. the power of the voice transcends all and travels at the speed of light. Um, it, you know. It's, it's impossible. Like the, the power of the internet that, that people have, that has given people, the power of that, let me rephrase that, the power that the internet has given people to look into things and get answers to their questions you know, where before we were always told, you know, don't look, don't go beyond the things that are written, um, which is actually, I think, a quote from the Bible, I believe. Um, but, you know, they use that to encompass the Bible and all of their literature and, you know, but anything else you're not supposed to even look at, you know, you're supposed to reject it, especially if it goes against anything that the Jehovah's Witnesses say. So, I mean, the internet stands right in the face of that because even though you're not supposed to it is just so at your fingertips and everybody it's at everybody's fingertips it's so available that you just can't help you know using it um just in your day-to-day life and being confronted with realities of the world i guess you know especially when everybody's got a small computer in their pocket yeah that's way more powerful than like the computers that sent people to the moon, which is worth um, thinking about every once in a while, guys. We have an insane amount of power. The power of the gods at our fingertips. Get, get in a time machine. Go back. Uh, you will realize how and say, well, you won't have internet, so I guess that doesn't work. But you get what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know the the powers that we wield in these teeny tiny devices now that uh, kids now they're to- taken totally for granted. Cause how old, how old are you? I'm sorry. It's not nice to ask a lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, early thirties. Okay. Okay. Me too. I'm 34. <laughs> I had a feeling that we were in the same uh, of the same generation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a feeling. You know, I, I didn't get, I mean, I, got a home computer not until i was like 12 or something uh so we didn't even have and then the even the idea of a kid having a phone was just like i'm thinking what (laughs) yeah Uh, you know it was insane i remember going to high school and like finally got like junior year or something getting my first cell phone and you know it was one of those little flippy things with the you had to 
click 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 hit fuck so you know the 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 generation uh beneath us uh, is growing up in an entirely different world than we did and i'm actually kind of really scared for them i don't i don't yeah. have kids uh, yeah. but but you do um uh, what's what are the things that uh i i don't know just well, to those are talk I about mean, that experience. thing is there's so much exactly what you're saying there's just so much uh so much for 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 them to choose from um, when I was a kid, you know, you popped in a video cassette and that was what you were going to watch. You know, you had maybe the, your library of whatever your parents could afford and that was it, you know. Um, now just entertainment, it's just by itself on, on your own. You have not only just everything on one streaming service, but maybe a few different streaming services that you could choose from. And so you have to really put um, boundaries on some of that um, as far as um, making sure that they are... You just have to keep a, a, a good watch on their social media use, I think, because I think that it can become over, like, too much. Um, like, even for me, like, I know that if I'm on social media too long or if I'm doing some you know on, on media of any kind for too long then um, I just become cantankerous or I'm I'm a zombie or you know one of many different things it's, tr it's stressful to look at a screen all the time um, and I, I know because I do it for work and then I do it you know for school and then I do it also you know, when I'm on the podcast. So, I mean, you, navigating those things and especially like all the different things out there, you really have to be a good teacher, I think, as a parent nowadays because, you know, so many questions can come at you. Um, and so you have to kind of know how to show your kids where they can find you know, how they can disseminate information, basically, and, and and really talk with them, spend a lot of time talking with them, and um, getting to know them and, and the things that are concerned with, that they're concerned with, because there's just so much out there. And how old are your kids? Um, my kids are uh, 9 and 12. Okay, so, so they're my, right at that age. Yeah, yeah my 12-year-old is, is right there. Um, and he, you know, has friends that he goes and he, he plays his video games with online. And, you know, during this whole pandemic, that's all wonderful, you know, but at the same time, you know, school was so difficult towards the end of the year last year, because he's, you know, you have to, I'm working full time, the other parents working full time and you know, they still have school that they have to go to and they're doing it here. So, and they're so easily sidetracked and don't want to go and do their schoolwork online. So, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot that you really have to, to juggle as a parent, especially right now. 
I cannot imagine. I mean, honestly, I have a hard enough time just keeping the dogs chill. And I'm here all day. I live here. It's, you know, <laughs> I don't leave the house unless I really need food or booze or something. I try to get most shit Amazon. What but, kind of dog yeah, do you I, have? I can't even imagine with kids. Uh, a bunch of mystery mutts. They're all rescues. Um, hunting slash... Uh, yeah, they're like hunt, hunting dogs. That most of them, Charlie, big boys, like some kind of bird hunting dog. We don't know what. And then the other two are um, pit bull mixes. Oh, okay. Who and are a huge handful, but yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> but nothing like having a kid. <laughs> I'm gonna send them off into the world. We oh, have gosh. we have a chocolate lab pit bull mix. <laughs> oh, an adorable mix. I love chocolate labs. He is uh, adorable. But he was also like a crazy pain when we first got him, and he was a rescue. Um, so I know what you're talking about. Um, but he's he's gotten so much better over the years. We've had him for about four years now. Um, and he's his name is Coco, and he's doing. He does so much better, but yeah, I can imagine. Dogs can be a handful too. Yeah, they were all rescued from some level of misery. Leia, little baby princess Leia was rescued from the worst of it. Um, I, I had a friend who was an animal control officer who rescued her from, you know, some twack dungeon junkyard down by the border where she was being bred you know, for fighting or security oh. or whatever, had lived outside her whole life, you know, just chewed up to, with, by bugs and super emaciated and, it's, oh my God, it was just tragic, oh. but she was the sweetest, sweetest baby and you could tell they were so mean to her. Oh no. <laughs> you know, and then she came here and oh my God, it was like, oh, I cannot take another dog. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, that's oh the my closest. God. <laughs> The closest I'll ever get to being a mommy probably is that like, oh my god, I cannot have another dog, but oh my god, I'm in love with you. Well, it's, yeah, it's so <laughs> sweet of you to take him in. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, you have the... to, man, you have to. No more, though, I swear. No <laughs> fucking more. Three is enough. Knock on wood. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, Coco, Coco wasn't, he, um, he just went from house to house for a long time so like that was his main thing was just anxiety because he felt like nobody was there for him basically I think like he just had so many families abandon him and so when he came to our place he was he had some issues he couldn't, he couldn't we could never leave him alone like we had to take him with, a, with us everywhere um and that was a really hard thing to overcome, but he's doing so much better now. It's amazing. Um, so, I mean, and my son, my son loves him. My son loves him, the kids love him, but my son, he's like his best friend. They're just always together. Um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's good that you did that. 
<laughs> but you're a daddy. Uh, I, I am a doggy daddy. Got to. Got to. They drive me nuts. Drive me nuts. But, uh, yeah, that's what they're there for. Oh, goodness. Where were you? <laughs> um, h- how, do, how do you think about faith now? Do you still practice any kind of anything? Or, you know, what do you teach your kids about? About faith or belief? Um, well, I just basically, I try to teach them, you know, empathy, basically, um, and rationality. That's mainly, to me, the two biggest things that can help with some of those gaps that, that I guess come from religion. Um, I, I think that, I, I tend to not think that you need a specific set of rules. I tend to think that all you need are those two things, that if you have empathy for someone and rationality, like basically, like if you are a rational person, but like your rationality isn't circular, where basically you're just rationalizing your own stuff. Like if your goal towards rationality, like your goal is, oh my goodness. If your goal toward about being rational is to empathize with other people in order to express empathy, then that's legitimate. And that's, I think, what we should be moving towards, not like a set of rules. Because rules, you know, they change based on what's going on in our culture a lot of the times. There's some things that will always be wrong, like murder, pedophilia, you know, things like that. But I think that those things are always wrong because of that, because of being able to think of other people and feel for other people and understand those concepts while also at the same time not being fooled by people's emotions when they're trying to be deceptive because you are a rational person and because you use that that rationality to build bridges and to, and not to burn them down, basically. And that's basically the types of things that I try to show my kids is how to have feeling for people and how to think critically about things. And I think that's, I think that's what's important. Winner! <laughs> yeah, no, you totally win that answer <laughs> for sure. Um, that's that's all you can really do, you know. Uh, I think people, the biggest mistake um, that people make with their kids is is that they don't they don't trust them enough to think for themselves, and they they. They make the mistake of trying to teach them what to think rather than how to think. You know, this is kind of like one of one of my uh, cosmic dragons I like to I like to ride around every once in a while. Is there there really is kind of like a difference between this doctrinal? This is how it is. This is the word. These are 
You know, music is another great example. Here are the dots on the page, and they correspond to these keys on the thing, and this is how it's played. Um, that that to me seems backwards. Um, you know, it I. As I'm a self-taught pianist. I was started like six years old, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm I'm just doing the I'm actually doing the process, and um, you know, yeah, uh, the parent came in and was like, oh, we have to get you lessons. You need to learn how to play Mary Had a Little Lamb and this <laughs> whatever else. And I was totally not having it. I was writing my own pieces <laughs> yeah, at that point, <laughs> you know. I uh, was writing my own songs, and I feel like uh, on some level we need to um, we need to let kids write their own songs, and, and but try to give them the best tools, you right? Know, it to 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 defend themselves and to you know fight their way through the world. And I think empathy and rationality are like that. That's the magical combination right there. It's like. And you know, like so much of it is is example and communication too. Like it's not always just you know telling them things. It's talking to them and letting them see how you are. I mean, every once in a while, you have to explain why you do things. But as a mom, like I find it very important to have a connection with them and. And make sure that you know their feelings are heard, and see that their feelings are important to me, um, and that you know when I make a mistake, I'm willing to apologize for it and and talk about it, um, and just promote that and be able to communicate with them because um, it can be so hard, especially with how technology is, and you know. To have a conversation to keep those lines open, I think, with their kids, especially as they get older, like with my son right now. <laughs> but um, as as they get older, it gets a lot harder. But it, I think it's just so important to keep going and keep on asking those questions and and see how they're doing um, and promoting exactly what I was saying and what you were just talking about. Exploring. Ooh, I'm bouncing back again. It's at some weird audio, audio artifact comes through, but it only comes through sometimes. Exploring the human experience, um, you know, and I we do it together. I think that's that's really is is the key, the key to success in life. That for whatever reason. Uh, I mean, maybe it was written down in all these old books a long time ago and it just got mistranslated into something else <laughs> that's about, you know, if, uh, if fish and wineskins. I don't, I don't know, but something got lost. And this is why, to me, it feels very old. It feels like something that came before all the books, something that we all kind of knew and understood, yeah. you know? for hundreds of thousands of years before the books came along and, you know, I think, uh, transformed the world, which was a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good thing. Well, I think yeah. the books kind of, like, guided people when things were, like... I think that the, those things have some value. Like, I think that um, some of the basic things as far as 
our civilization. Um, I think that's where a lot of that came from. But like, as we have our culture right now, it feels like we, we've got it. Like we just need to stop resisting, you know, dropping those things that, that we don't need anymore, I guess. If that makes sense. Yeah. Thinking about them, I'm starting to think about things very differently because I've been, I'm a lifelong atheist. Uh, I did go to church as, as a kid. I was cast out <laughs> uh, as a teenager. They asked me not to come back uh, when they found out I was gay and made no plans. <laughs> I had quote unquote no plans to change, so they asked me not to come back. Uh, <clears throat> but I still find. Uh, I still find value in, uh, like I just read uh, 23rd Psalm, you know, on, on the show the other day to introduce um, an episode of World One. Because it's like that layered with the other the other things kind of hopefully put it in context for the listener to where I'm like, no, there's still yeah. there's still value in, in, in these words, even if I'm using them, even if I'm using it metaphorically, you know, as a quote unquote non-believer. Yeah. Um, but I also read from the Gospel of Thomas, because it's one of the things that um, my dad had in, inspired me to do. And I read, I think, the first half of it or something on the show and found an Im- immense amount of value in it. Um, but I don't I don't think it's literal truth, you know. Right. It's, is it, it's a different, it's a framing thing. Um, yeah. And dogma is really the problem. I think largely what we're, the, uh, the purists know, no, this is literally factually true. <laughs> right, yeah, that's exactly, I think, what I'm trying to say is just, it is, I think they do still hold some value as far as like, you know, spirituality is concerned because even though I've been an atheist since leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses, at the same time, I still love Buddhism. I still feel like it has a good, like there, you know, there are other things that speak to me um, from different religions here and there, and even the, even sometimes Bible scriptures will speak to me. Um, I, I still consider myself a very spiritual atheist. But I don't, you know, I'm not gonna take that and say it is the only truth. Because all I've, all I know is that I can find truth in a lot of those different things, you know. But the thing that actually works for me, and you know, the thing that I see bringing people together and causing people there's two things and it's been empathy and it's been rationality because empathy can go too far the other way sometimes you know people can get very emotional and make snap judgments so like you have those two things everything seems to work out like if you're you know and then the spirituality is for stuff that you you personally personally need. Like it calms me. I know, for me, it it will calm me 
and um, help me de-stress when I am in specific situations where I need to and I can't, you know, go and burden somebody else with my, you know, with what, you know, whatever I'm dealing with. And so I think in that way, spirituality is still very valid. Um, and maybe in other ways. That's that's what I'm doing and why I, I dragged you in here. This is my new spiritual practice. <laughs> uh, is is having these wonderful conversations and, and doing my best to amplify the voices out there and let people tell their own stories because they're fucking amazing. Um, and they should all, you know, come together into one big, one big thing. I mean, that's kind of like my, my new, I, just, I mean, I keep, phrase, I keep framing it like this. It's like my new mission in life is to, like, this is the answer. If, if there ever was one, the things that we're, we're digging at here, this really is, uh, this is the way. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know? right. But, um, ooh, oh. What an awesome mission it is. <laughs> I'm in love with it. You, you've been incredibly generous with your time. I don't, I don't know how much time you have, but I, I didn't want to take too much of it. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, it's, I do have some things I still need to get back to do, but I figured once I was on here, I'm just like, well, I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are, at, we are at an hour in, so... It is entirely up to you if you're ready to call it and go on with your day. Um, we could keep going. I kind of wanted to get into sexuality, but I know that's a kind of that's a big ask. That's like a big heavy hit. <laughs> I would well, love to do that. Question. I would love to do that, honestly. But I feel like I'd have to be really prepared for it. <laughs> like I'd have well, to like I'd have to go into some of this. You know, I, I'd have to like read the Bible for a little bit, <laughs> do some of my, my spirituality, you know, rituals that we were talking about. Mm, we will, we will I save that myself. for round two. Cause uh, <laughs> you're definitely coming back and uh, whether you like it or not, you're coming back. And uh, I would like to get you in on our Sunday ritual. If at all possible, it's going to happen every week, whether you can make it or not. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, on our Sunday neighborhood live streams, brunch hour should I be around, love you know, be there. 10 or 11. There. It's going to be the same every week. People can come in and out. Uh, and the, the join link's just going to be right there in the stream. This is dangerous. I don't know, maybe to do to just let anybody come in. Uh, <laughs> but I think that's a cool model. Uh, and I would love to see you there. And again, thank you so much for supporting uh, Fred and having grown up with Jesse, which is something we, that we <laughs> talked about off ever. We didn't get into that in the show, but this is oh, amazing. Oh, yeah, I don't think we did. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God, I'm just in love with your story. And I'm going to go uh, right now after this to your YouTube channel um, to catch um, the, what you call it, the first part, uh, the preface, the preface yeah. of, your, of your book. Because I listened to chapter one and I was just blown away so i'm going to put links to that in the I'm show so notes i'm so glad you listened to it that's cool uh you found you found me at one of those moments where i'm like i absolutely have i and it it's weird too because i am totally off of facebook now which is weird because i'm still but people are still seeing me post and stuff because i have to go in there tactically i have to like sneak mm -hmm. in like a ninja because i'm like okay i need this link for this 
or like I'm gonna go ch- just share this real quick and then peace the fuck out and then I'm out. And then, but anytime I open up the screen, something's <laughs> on the screen. And it was uh, your, it was one of your videos that you just posted. Um, and I was, and you just sent me that message, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on that, and I'm gonna watch that. And you played, you're talking about losing your, you know, equipment when you left the church, and then yeah. getting your hands back on a guitar and playing time of time of your life for first time in ever and it was beautiful so i I really enjoyed that and i was like oh we just need to we just need to resonate (laughs) yeah yeah i'm so glad that we did yeah it was been really nice um and yeah i would definitely love to uh be around more on and you're saying on sundays you said right it's the new neighborhood. The new neighborhood thing is going to happen on Sundays. But obviously, anytime you want to talk, I do this full time, 24 7, 365 now. So anytime you're inspired, I am one of those people you can like call anytime. That very first episode of the neighborhood um, of the Patreon exclusive only series is Jareen calling me at like four o'clock in the morning, and I was super drunk because she just found out she was pregnant and she was like i have to talk to somebody and i was like i'm here <laughs> so you any any time if that like anytime day or night uh rain or shine i'm always here uh, so again thank you that's wonderful yeah for joining you. me so much this is awesome and <clears throat> very quickly stay on the line after after we cut because um it's it's gonna take a minute to upload your audio to make sure we save it Oh, okay. It's it's a bizarre thingy, but uh, goddamn, that was awesome. Yes, yeah, it was it was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> If you enjoyed this episode way more than you thought you would, this is what I was always trying to do, um, and it's finally starting to happen. And you can help mindwave.media, patreon.com slash mindwave. I love you. Thanks for being a part of this. Never could have been thinking I would know what the future bring All the highs and lows Said I'm gonna win Though the world might spin Now I'm sitting here like I'm no one It rains down on me All the phone calls I'm ignoring See, I'm a mess Just trying to guess my way through this Just don't get enough of me
Just don't get 